coming to get you, Barbara. Oh, that's creepy. <laughs> I love it, though. Now me, I not only drink really, I really drink. We are Buzz on Movies. Welcome once again, ladies and gentlemen, to Buzzed on Movies. I am Teddy. I am Matt. And we're here this week to discuss not a Saw movie. I cannot <laughs> believe it. For the first time in quite a while, yes. It was sort weird of... to hear it as Buzzed on Movies. I kept yeah. thinking you'd say Buzzsaw Movies. There's no Buzzsaw Movies segment. Uh, we've dismantled it. Sorry. <laughs> Buzzsaw Movies has been put away for now. We have reached the end of the the saw movies that are currently out but we do have a little bit of news uh to share with you that came out pretty much exactly after we finished uh recording the last episode yeah it was honestly <laughs> crazy timing <laughs> yeah it, it was it was too perfect um we're very excited the announcement is that there is another saw movie coming out soon uh, yes there is it's going to be like the story idea for this was thought up by Chris Rock. Insane. Which, yes, that Completely Chris insane. Rock. Yeah. Very interesting that he's trying to get into the saw business now, but good for him. He's stepping in. He apparently had a very unique idea for a new saw movie that was so good that the producers who are already working on a new saw movie basically scrapped what they had and started developing this idea. Right. So that sounds really cool. I'm very excited to see what that's going to be. The other thing that's very exciting about this announcement is that they also announced that Darren Lynn Boosman, who directed two through four, is going to be back on Saw directing this yeah. one. It's what a wild time to be a Saw fan. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so basically, this is like all of our dreams come true in terms yeah, of Saw. I really can't help but think that we brought this into the world. I, I think so. This through uh, Buzz Saw movies. Yeah, they, they saw that Saw was trending a little more on Twitter than usual. And uh, wow. the, all these podcasts are being put out. And they're just like, well, we got to make another Saw and bring Boosman back. Got to do something to love with it. Yeah. So I'm excited. Good, good. I'm glad that Buzzsaw Movies has done something good aside from being dismantled and turned to a warehouse for Jigsaw to use in all the future <laughs> games. Yes, I'm sure Jigsaw will be hanging out there for quite a long time in the future. So now that we're putting Saw aside us, um, we've had a little feedback, shall we say, that uh, the, the Saw episodes tend to go on a little long. And I can definitely sympathize that you might not all want to listen to two and a half hours worth of us talking about Saw 6. That's for you. That's fine. Um, so we're <laughs> what we're trying to do this week is give you a little bit more of a fast-paced episode, try to keep things clicking, and just give you a few breeze-bys of the movies that we've been seeing uh, while the whole Saw debacle was going on. So um, in order to make that happen, we've come up with a special lightning mode, I like to call it, of buzzed on movies. Or maybe uh -huh. super buzzed on movies. Who knows? If you're, if you're really buzzed, you're, you're buzzing along like this. Uh, so basically, we're going to have 20 minutes to discuss each of the movies that we're trying to talk about today. At, at the end of that 20 minutes, we can keep going if we really have something to say. But we're going to have to take a drink for every minute that we go over. So yeah. perhaps you at home would like to play along as well and drink with us. Who knows? But this is a new way that we're trying to keep things chugging along. And it kind uh, of feels like jigsaw, a jigsaw trap. It is. <laughs> it is a bit of a jigsaw trap, isn't it? Not not everything's a jigsaw trap, Matt. Not everything's a jigsaw trap. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm used to I get in front of a microphone and now I just want to talk about saw, apparently. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're um Drink every time we we slip saw back into it, despite yeah. that's like a two drink roll. You have to drink twice for everything. Yeah. Um, okay, so we're going to start off with a twenty minutes of lighthearted banter today. So we are Ooh. setting the timer for twenty minutes, and it's if we have like live with Kelly Ripa, um, yeah. okay. If we have additional lighthearted banter, we will just have to drink for every additional minute. Okay. Sure. So starting now. Oh. So I um, would have thought the first like five minutes counted. Yeah, yeah well, we'll see. Um, so recently, um, I the most recent movie I saw was Booksmart. And I think you also saw that today, 
right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, this was a movie that I've been hearing a lot of buzz about, um, but also we've heard that it's not performing necessarily as well at the box office as it could be. Um, so we really want to talk this movie up because I don't know about you. I really love this movie. I think it's fantastic and more people need to see it. Yeah, absolutely. It was excellent. Uh, I'm bummed to hear that it's not doing as well as it should. Uh, it should be blowing, you know, everything else out really uh, at the box office. But that's a bummer. It's a great movie. It was awesome. Uh, the leads were fantastic. I mean, even the supporting cast was all great. Everybody. Oh, was yeah. Great. The whole cast was amazing. Uh, it's hilarious. It's so smart. funny. Um, yeah. Really weird. Um, I like the weird like claymation <laughs> doll sequence. Smack. Oh, my little. God. Um, yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> Um, so there's just like a lot to love there. Um, shout out to Olivia Wilde. What a great debut to have. I mean, oh yeah. First time <laughs> directing. That's great. Yeah. Um, so that's awesome. And I'm super, super excited about it. Uh, yeah, go see it. Go see Booksmart. It's hilarious. Um, I don't know what else. So much fun. Yeah. Um, so basically it's kind of like a female super bad kind of it's like, I think it's intentionally meant to yeah. be similar, you know, it, it, but it, it does follow like that sort of line of like the last party before you head off to college kind of coming of age, high school movie, but it does sort of subvert some of those tropes as well. And uh, not to give too much away, but it does like, I think at least some of this is established in the trailer um, that it's about like, Hey, you know, some of those, people at school who you think are just dumb jocks and whatever they're smart too and they have stuff to offer as well um right so not everyone has to like not only the nerds are like the the good people and the jocks are bad and stuff like that and i think they um that's a really important message for high schoolers and everything it just shows that like everyone's people you know yeah Um, yeah absolutely i thought It, it had a great message it had it did and again, it's just so funny. And like, <laughs> I really, really loved the leads, uh, Beanie Feldstein and Caitlin Dever, who were phenomenal. Uh, Beanie Feldstein is like skyrocketing after Lady Bird, which is really exciting um, mm-hmm. after her, her yeah. role there. Um, also, she said in interviews about this, uh, that, that this movie meant so much to her because her partner's a woman, which is really cool. And was also just like how she casually came out to the world, um, oh, yeah. which is like a huge thing. Um, so that's awesome that there were also like, queer women working on this movie that is so largely about a queer woman, you know? Right. Um, yeah. So th- I think yeah, that's really cool. a lot cool. of gay characters in this movie. Um, yeah, it's a very, yeah, I mean, the leads. Um, right. So that was nice to see. And um, if you, so question out, outside of the main two cast members, who's like your MVP of this movie, who's like the funniest person outside of this. I was talking with another friend about this outside of the lead two, the single funniest uh, character. Cause there's a lot, like everybody's hilarious. <laughs> Gee, uh, uh, what was her name? Gigi, the God, one, uh, yes, the Billy one Lord. showing up everywhere. So funny. She was hilarious. She was so good. I really, I don't know if I'd seen her in anything. Apparently, she's an American Horror Story, but not in seasons I've watched. So, oh yeah, no, I think I do recognize her from there. I knew I'd seen her somewhere. Yeah, so that makes sense. I liked her a lot. I also liked her like best friend, brother, boyfriend, whatever it was. You couldn't really tell for a long time. Jared, who was so <laughs> stupid, but very, very funny. He was um, really good. Yeah. He was so good. It's a, yeah, it's just a great movie. It's very well written. Everybody in it like hits it out of the park. Yeah. It's a lot it, to love. What I like about it is it, it like so much happens in this movie, but it's paced so well that like it goes from point A to point B to point C in a very effective manner. And it, like the jokes are well-timed, well-paced, everything about it. Um, there's happy moments, there's sad moments. It's just like a perfect all-around movie, I thought. Yeah, so yeah. Definitely, if you're, if you're interested in this sort of thing, if you're looking for something a little new and something that is different from what everything else is at the box office, this is a good thing to check out. And yeah. uh, definitely help out... Uh, lesser known movie that's not the it's so weird to imagine this movie as being lesser lesser known like i don't know like being so active on like twitter it's like all anyone has been talking about but at the same time apparently it's not being seen well Um, we have to acknowledge that film twitter and the general movie going audiences are two very different things that's true that's true but i don't just follow film twitter so (laughs) i see some other sects of twitter and that you know they're talking about it too it's just sad to think that people aren't seeing it yeah, it, it may be picking up. 
I don't know. Uh, I do know that it, it initially it was underperforming, but right. uh, with a smaller movie like this, it does rely a lot on word of mouth to right. like pick up the pace and like build on its previous weeks. Um, really with the big movies like Avengers or whatever, they like have to have like a huge opening weekend. And then there's like a predictable fall off each week from there. And you hope to like stick around long enough to make a lot of money. But with these smaller movies, it's more like they start out really small and they try to build up enough buzz to open wider and make more money that way. Right. So, um, yeah, well, we're trying to play our part here, boost the signal a bit, make this movie more well-known. Absolutely. Definitely deserves it. It does. So um, anything else that you've seen recently? Trying to... I mean, I've been trying to get so, you know, during some of the Saw stuff, I didn't really go out as much to the movies as I might have liked. Uh, I've been trying to pick up the pace again now. Um, I do feel like for a couple of months there, there wasn't really as much worth seeing. Um, yeah, that's admittedly. true. Um, lately, I've been trying to go back to it. I saw Ma, um, the the Octavia Spencer horror movie. Um, right, I know yeah. it's not. Uh, what's his name who directed it? The guy who did The Help. Um whatever Ooh, yeah uh, I, I mean he he does movies with octavia spencer you know um mm-hmm. he, that's what he i the but, octavia um, spencer tate director. taylor tate taylor okay um, yeah so he directed the help and and ma as well um so also that's a fun combo um just having seen ma it's like yeah. what i don't i don't know how we got there um but uh i saw it's aladdin like the remake spencer. oh my um, god <laughs> so i have one. not made it to that yet how was that it's honestly, it's fine. It's about it's like it's like what you think that these adaptations are. Like they're not necessary, right. but there's enough like high production value, and usually the cast is so charming that it's like, it's it's a diversion. It's fine um, for a couple of hours, uh, but it's not like nothing new is happening. Yeah, um, I think the whole like they like really try like Disney is trying to give these movies more of a purpose, and it's really hard like because the movies are so like not antiquated, but they are of their time, and like the princess stories are very much. Mm-hmm. you know they're not necessarily something in 2019 that if it were released that like if aladdin were released in 2019 i don't know maybe people might question jasmine being locked in an hourglass in a slinky <laughs> like like suit thing um yeah, so maybe. but like that doesn't happen in this movie spoiler alert uh you know they they oh. tweak the ending so that that doesn't happen i know we were all hoping to see naomi scott um Clever that's a digit. joke everyone um <laughs> but that yeah, so, you know, like, they do tweak something so that it's not as, like, questionable on the gender issues as it once was. But some of the ways that they do that in this one, I think, or, I don't know, you'd have to see it and then we can maybe have a fuller conversation about it. Okay. But um, I I was like, I don't, mm, okay, so we gave her a song and she does this. Okay. Um, but, you know, it was fine. The cast is really fun. I like them. Uh, I do genuinely really like Naomi Scott and Mina Masood as Aladdin is great. Plus there's Will Smith involved. Although whenever he's like blue CGI genie, I'm not, I'm not interested. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, I feel like the, the stuff that came out after the first promotional image of him as the genie was like a little bit better, but like it was, it's one, way better than that first image. We all, that saw. first yeah. image was like, sent all of the internet into an uproar people were like going nuts like this it's is also just the like worst movie ever not promising that some of the worst parts of this movie were like abu and raja like our cgi animals like Uh-oh. it doesn't give me good hopes for the lion king which as many probably know by now dropped like its first like voice heavy teaser trailer this week yeah um which i thought was cringeworthy bad so um i mean it's beyonce so like who doesn't like listening to beyonce talk but Mm -hmm. i think it was i mean i think it was intentional that you it's a voiceover it's not her character you don't see her character's mouth move um so (laughs) um so uh i mean you do in the teaser see timon and pumbaa speak once um i will say that that made me want to die so (laughs) um (laughs) yeah uh, so there's like a not a lot to look forward to as Disney continues to go down this like firm path of remaking their own movies. Um, it's funny because the internet seems to really hate that they're doing this, but then it makes a ton of money. So Disney keeps doing it. I don't know who's seeing it. Is it like baby boomers who aren't on the internet? So I don't see them. I 
I don't know what's going on, but um, I think even a good quantity of like the internet people are still going to see it just to. I mean, yeah, obviously I'm one of them. Um, but I, I mean, yeah, I I don't. I'm not anticipating Aladdin being particularly good, but I'm probably going to see it anyway, just because you know I've got a list, so I don't have to worry about paying for it. And these are, you know, it's interesting to see what they do with it, especially. So I'm I'm more interested in Aladdin because it's at least like a real live action adaptation than I am in the Lion King, which is really just a CGI animated version of a 2D animated movie. I hate that they're remaking an animated, like the most perfect, the single most perfect animated film, arguably one of them anyway. Definitely Um, one of the top ones. And they are remaking it in animation. Like (laughs) it's crazy. They are not even like doing something different with it. It's just a new style of animation. Like if they were just like full claymation on this, everybody would be in an uproar. But because it looks like fake real, everybody's like, oh, that's going to be fun. No, it's not going to be fun. (laughs) I Um, would much rather watch a claymation version. Me too. I'd always rather watch claymation. Um, (laughs) I love claymation. Give me more claymation, damn it. That's what we need. Um, By the way, Missing Link, very good. Uh, Yeah. Probably not on DVD by now. I don't know. Um, Missing Link, I didn't even see it, but I'm endorsing it right now it was um, fun I'm, it just was like, I'm fired yeah. up i'm like a townsperson at the end of beauty and the beast um oh, <laughs> going yeah. to like that, slay the beast um the beauty and the, the beast, beast being disney was at least um, kind of interesting they changed so, a few things in that one i have a theory about like just like basically diminishing returns are what's happening right now like cinderella the live action one was genuinely good mm-hmm. it was interesting it was fun it wasn't like a perfect movie but it was different in some ways and the cast was fun and then, like, they kept going down that path, and it's slowly but surely, it's getting worse and worse as they go. Like, so, I don't know. I, I'm, i like, not optimistic about anything that Disney's putting out right now. There's a lot, I have a lot of questions. Like, that Dumbo thing, I couldn't even do it. Um, <laughs> I just, like, every time I saw his eyes, I was like, this is scarier than the Curse of La Llorona in its entirety. Like, just yeah. seeing Dumbo's eyes once. Um I'm like oddly fascinated with turn of the century circuses. So I was like kind of intrigued to go see that, but then like it was out of theaters so quickly. I was just like, Oh, I guess. No, uh, never mind. Yeah. Yeah. Because Uh, it was not good. I mean, I didn't see it, but I'm assuming. And then, so like by the time we've gotten to Aladdin, things are not great. We've got this lion King happening. We've got the lady and the tramp happening. What? What? Whose idea was that? Who said, oh, you no. know what? We need to remake The Lady and the Tramp. Nobody wants this. There's not a seat. Like, Lady and the Tramp does not have a target audience. I'm telling you now. There's, like, like the people, the Venn diagram of people still living who go to the movies and people, like, who liked Lady and the, I don't know. I, you know what I'm trying to say here. Yeah. Th- there's no overlap between people who liked Lady and the Tramp back in the day and people who still are alive and go see movies is all I'm trying to say. And like want to see a live action remake. Like that's just not, it's not a thing. And it's crazy. And plus they're doing Toy Story 4. I don't know. I'm really fired up about Disney tonight and I'm mad. <laughs> like, cause Toy Story 4 looks bad. I'm sorry, everyone. I don't get it. The story is over. Like let a story die when it's done. Like, yeah, I don't know. They stop dragging so it out farther than it needs to be. Like three was such a perfect ending for it. Cause like he passed the toys on to someone else and you could see that they were going to have like new adventures, but you didn't have to see what the new adventures are. You could just right. imagine them in your mind. That's it, how it has to end eventually. That's it's also crazy <laughs> that everybody's like so gung ho about toy story and stuff like that. When we have a very recent example of a story overstaying its welcome and everybody getting mad, even though it was previously one of the most beloved franchises, Harry <laughs> Potter, we have oh, that. It just oh, yeah. happened. Like, so why are okay. people so excited about Toy Story 4? Because that's the path this is going to go. It will not always be good. It just won't. Like, Get ready for those five other Fantastic Beast movies. Jesus Christ. Are they still doing that? I hope not. Is it done? I, I, um, haven't, I haven't heard anything else about it, so I assume they're still doing it. Yeah, they would have announced if it's not. And I'm sure that even though we all like complain, Crimes of Grindelwald did perfectly fine at the box office. Yeah, and it made enough so. money. Yeah, it oh yeah, it more than tripled its budget. So yeah, I mean it's there's gonna be a new one. Um I don't know if they'll do a full three more like they were planning. What it was supposed to be five Fantastic Beast movies in total. Um, something like that. It it was way more than I thought it should be, definitely. Yeah. Uh but yeah. So yeah, once again we're fired up about franchises. Uh but Pixar has said that after uh Toy Story 4, they're gonna cool it on the sequels for a while. 
So hopefully they stick to that. But now that, I mean, it's great I mean, that Disney. Pixar feels that way, but Disney, like, Disney ultimately owns what happens there now. So yeah, if Disney decides they want to do it anyway because Toy Story 4 makes a lot of money, I guarantee you it's happening. I mean, I, I assume it's part of Disney's strategy, though, um, to try to preserve the Pixar brand. They'll probably keep doing the same stuff with Disney animation and the live action. Right. But maybe, maybe they're sort of feeling a bit of pushback and being like, all right, we'll just keep Pixar for like the the original movies and then just keep doing more remakes and sequels on the other ones. Right. Who knows? We just uh, there is a very we saw some promising marketing materials for a new Pixar movie that's going to be coming out soon-ish. Uh, what was that? Remember what that was? Is the one where um it's like they're all elves. It's like an elf world. Oh, I don't know if I've seen that. Um, let me do some quick research. I I feel like I knew that there was something Onward. coming. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's exciting that they are doing that, right? I mean, I want their... Oh, right, because it is the Tom Holland one, right? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Tom Holland, so Chris That's Pratt. exciting. I mean, because it's going to be original. It's not like a sequel or anything like that. Yeah. So and I mean they're they're that. doing some original stuff. We just, you know, you gotta you gotta pick your battles here. You gotta I, I do end up seeing a lot of these sequels and stuff, so I'm really not helping my cause. But I see a lot of movies that I'm not really that interested in. Um that's just how I do it. I like to be fully rounded in my media consumption. Right. I mean, yeah, I mean, I will see all of these things. I'm just not going to be super stoked about what that says about, like, the mainstream movie industry, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm really not that hyped for Lion King, though. Like, they just look like regular lions. Like, they didn't even make the characters look that interesting. They're just, like, literally lions. Um, Yeah. So, like, uh, what was fun about Lion King is, like, they all had personalities. And, like, you could see that in their faces and everything. They looked different and unique. Uh, all the lions look like exactly the same. <laughs> so yeah, I'm not super jazzed for that, but we'll see. I mean, yeah, I'm not looking forward to it. Maybe another funny trailer will come out. Funny. Funny. Yeah. <laughs> funny. All right. Um, so while we're talking about franchises, and um, Disney, yeah. And Disney, as a matter of fact, um, why don't we get to Avengers and game? We sort of promised a while back that we would eventually get to this. It's been a while now. This came out in April. So uh, most people have probably seen this by now, but we might as well just get our takes out of the way here. Uh, so we're we're going to start the timer again. Yeehaw. We survived that one. We did not go over, and so no additional drinks were required. Uh, so we're starting again. So Avengers Endgame. Um, I got to say... I initially wasn't that excited about this. I've definitely laid it out there before that uh, Infinity War was not a favorite of mine. And uh, I was getting kind of sick of the whole franchise. But I I thought this one was pretty good. I thought this one uh, succeeded in a lot of places that uh, Infinity War did not succeed, in my mind at least. But I, I really enjoyed this one quite a bit. I liked it a lot too. I thought it was really good. I mean... Obviously, it's not like the perfect movie. Um, well, it's kind of close to what it to perfect for what it is. I mean, it's for hard to imagine to be, that yeah. for it's hard to imagine that movie being much better. Um, yeah, I really liked it. I thought it juggled its characters well, um, while mainly focusing on like the original Avengers, which was nice. Um, yeah, sort of back to basics almost. There's nothing back to basics about the Marvel universe anymore. It's like. <laughs> so convoluted and all over the place um it's hard to imagine it'll ever be like a simple little superhero universe again but um yeah i don't know i thought it was good it was uh i loved it i thought there were some fitting farewells um yeah it was good it was great i loved it i cried and i laughed i had a good time i was scared um (laughs) i sound like a new yorker um i laugh i cry i enjoy it um it's just hey. not words. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm basically trying to be um, Captain America as a young Brooklynite. Oh, yeah. So, been living in Brooklyn too long. You're just uh, living picking in it up. Yeah, I'm walking here. Um, <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> I'm um, walking here. Give me a hot dog. Um, 
So yeah, I don't know. It was it was good. It was really good. I um I have some weird things were in it. I don't really know why Hawkeye was like on a killing spree in specifically like in Japan. Um, yeah. He suddenly became like an assassin or something, just like going around taking out tons of dudes. Um, yeah. Just sort of vigilante style. That uh, was kind of weird. I don't really know why they made the Hulk be like Banner Hulk. Hulk. forever? Yeah. That was really weird. And like, why could we just get Mark Ruffalo? I just want to <laughs> look at Mark Ruffalo. Can't we? Is that too much to ask in my superhero movies? Weird quasi Ruffalo who like yeah. he had the glasses and everything. It was just that was yeah, great. but I can't yeah. thirst over that. Like I, <laughs> um, <laughs> I I just like I never settled into it. You know, like every time I right. saw it, I was just like, oh, what? Like that's still really weird. I don't know. Um, so that yeah, that was strange. But like, like you said, like I think what helped this movie a lot was that they did kind of go back to basics. Like one of the problems I had with the last one was that there were so many characters recovering for the majority of the movie that it was just like you didn't get enough time for a satisfying story arc out of any of them. In this case, like partly because, you know, half of everyone died in the last movie that you had less characters to work with. They all sort of had like a satisfying arc. And then when they brought people back at the end for that big battle sequence, it felt a little more earned first of all but also like you didn't need to spend as much time on everyone you just needed them for that one sequence so my favorite mm. part about the final battle sequence which yes i agree felt really earned and it was great and i loved it um was how everybody who's been dead for what we know is five years comes back and they're just like ready to go they're just like <laughs> we are ready to fight and they i'm like wait pissed. aren't you like you are dead. Like, do you even still have skills? Like, aren't you a little rusty? Are your bones okay? Like, are we sore? Are we? You died. I mean, I don't know. What about um, cope, coping with like the existential reality of not having existed for five years and then suddenly popping back into existence in the exact same state? I mean, there's going to be so the many questions. Completely them. changed around you. <laughs> like. Like, and if I, I mean, I hope that in Spider-Man Homecoming, we just see a lot of like Peter Parker being like, well, I found out what the afterlife is like or lack thereof. And just Peter Parker having constant panic attacks and be like, yeah, God, oh my God, yeah. <laughs> could you imagine? And like now he knows Tony's there. Sorry. Oh, my God. Spoilers. Um, <laughs> he knows exactly. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, that must be hard. But they came back. They were already, um, you know, that's fine. And. Captain Marvel, um, I really wish we'd seen more from her. Um, I wish yeah. we'd seen more of Okoye, actually, who survived Infinity War when Black Panther got snapped. And right. she watches her king die. And, like, Black Panther's sister, um, what's her name? I know the actress's name, but I can't think of uh, the character right now. Um, you know, uh, the, the she shoots the things, and she's the smart right. one. Um she died so all of these characters died and then okoye survives but doesn't really do anything like why did she survive um not saying that she can't just survive but i kind of thought she was gonna have like a big role in this movie right um, yeah because you know mo for the most part they kept characters around for a reason like the ones that for the most part first of all the ones that survived infinity war were basically the ones that you thought would it's like all the original major avengers pretty much Right. Um, with a few extra ones that were important to the plot developments that they worked through. But yeah, yeah. Um, you otherwise, like it is a little strange to have some survive that weren't integral to the plot. But right. Yeah. yeah. It was weird. Um, I mean, it was still nice when, like, you know, like T'Challa comes back and Shuri is the character's name. She comes back and Okoye gets to see them. And, you know, that's very exciting. Uh, mm -hmm. But why? Why did we bother with that? Not saying we can't just because it's just, I don't know. You, you really like drop the ball there. She should have had like a nice character, like storyline to follow. Um, also because I just like that character. So I was excited, but yeah. then she didn't do anything. Um, so that's a bummer. Um, it's possible that like maybe she had a role and they just had to cut it out. Cause there's just so much going they were on already short for time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I'm sure there's tons of stuff that got cut out of this movie because it's, you know, it's long. It's like over three hours, but it feels like pretty well paced, actually, um, 
which is saying something for the Marvel movies. I don't always feel like they're the best paced, but this one is right. pretty zippy, um, which is nice. It's really nice when you see a three-hour movie that actually doesn't feel like three hours because right. that's that's the worst is when it actually feels like a three-hour movie. Nobody wants that. Nobody um, wants that. Not at all. <laughs> I like a well-paced, long movie. It's good. Um, we got fat thor in this movie that was we sure did that um, was kind of fun uh it's kind of sad know. like he was a very sad person yeah well you got to see uh one version of a deal coping with the grief you know like everyone was coping with it in their different ways and that was his kind of just going off to play video games and get drunk and eat a lot <laughs> And yeah, uh, he did that. And then you had, uh, Thor. you had black widow who just sort of like threw herself into like finding a way to bring them back no matter what. Um, mm-hmm. and you had, uh, iron man who just like gave up and like went to do his family life and ignore like superhero life forever. And then you had the Hulk who went down the path of being a celebrity, um, and like <laughs> taking <laughs> selfies, um, yeah, that that was a funny one. He's like going around being like, "Ha stay in school, kids." Yeah, like, yeah, that was weird. This is, this is the Hulk. Like, <laughs> I gotta say, out of like the main characters, like who this movie was clearly meant to focus on, the Hulk had one of the less satisfying arcs. I mean, and that's, I mean, I would say yeah. Hawkeye had a better arc than <laughs> the Hulk, and that's saying something right. because this franchise hates Hawkeye. It just like really hates really that character. Does um he's but, the bow and arrow guy which is crazy because bow and arrows have proven time and again to be like a popular like weapon character um right. we all watch the hunger games um <laughs> and you lord can, of the rings legolas is the star um, you can make an arrow shooter work we've seen it before yes so, yeah um but yeah i agree that, and especially because well another spoiler here uh we see um black widow die in this movie and you know she and uh banner sort of had a thing going on but we don't really the the thing is we like to not talk about that whole movie where that started so yeah um because that was just like really bad (laughs) yeah but we we don't see any sort of like emotional impact on that like he looks kind of sad when he finds out but it's not like you know you don't feel it like he doesn't have a ton of time thing because right. by the time he finds out, it's then like time to fight Thanos almost. Um, <laughs> yeah. Thanos like crashes a ship into the like Avengers HQ. Um, just like fully, fully goes into it. Also, um, here's a good thing that's worth discussing in plot point. When they go back to the past, because, okay, so the narrative of this movie is that they realize the only way to stop Thanos is by going back in time, getting the the Infinity Stones from the original places that Thanos would later steal them from. Right. So they steal them first, they bring them into the future, and they use the Infinity Stones and the Infinity Gauntlet to snap and undo the snap. Mm-hmm. So And then they have to return the stones. It's like this whole thing, because Thanos still has to happen in order for people who have lived for those five years after Thanos to like still have the lives that they built. Right. Um, yeah. Like for example, Tony Stark wants his daughter to still be there, you know? Um, and that seems fair to me. That's fine. Although what they're saying is the billions of people who died at, they're less important than Tony Stark's daughter. So um, whatever, that's a whole other argument, I guess well, not Tony to, to watch men on this argument, but um, Dr. Manhattan might have some other things to say. And so, um, or Ozymandias, I guess. Yeah, especially uh, Ozymandias. Kind of um, but Dr. Manhattan might agree. Um, Dr. Manhattan was the only one who really uh, saw everything from Ozymandias' viewpoint. Right. Um, so anyway, that's a whole other thing. Maybe we'll talk about Watchmen when that new show comes out. But um, Ooh, yeah. they, they have to do that. And at one point, they go back in the past to steal the stone that... like, But they go back and Loki's involved somehow because it's like right after the first Avengers movie. And... Right. Like, there's some, like, shenanigans that happen that really open up, like, about a million different, like, possible outcomes there. Because Loki escapes. Like, (laughs) Loki Loki gets away. (laughs) He escapes with the, with one of the Infinity Stones. So, (laughs) like, really a lot could happen in that reality at that point. I wonder if that's intentional. Like, they're planning to bring that back for future plot lines so that they can bring Loki back. 
Um, they could. I mean, because could, full disclosure, in the end here, like our three main primary, like first Avengers, the Iron Man, Thor, Captain America tri- trio, two of them, Captain America and Iron Man, get very definitive ends. Their stories are done. Yeah. Thor just kind of goes to resettle in like new Asgard. Like he'll be back in some. Yeah, it seemed yeah. very clear that he's coming back. So, um. I feel like they're just opening the door for some more Thor and Loki shenanigans, which I'm on. I mean, if it's like Ragnarok, that's fine with me. That movie was excellent, and I could watch more of that anytime. So or um, we could get some Thor flying around with Guardians of the Galaxy type stuff too. Like, yeah, I think that definitely will. I think yeah, I think Thor will show up again in Guardians. Um, that makes the most sense to me as well. Um, but Loki very clearly seemed primed to now make a re-entrance at some point. You don't yeah. just have a, like, or did the movie really forget that he escaped? That seems absurd. Um, yeah, I think they opened that up on purpose. We could even get like a whole alternate timeline um, series of movies from that because they have like they've shown different timelines at this point. Obviously, in their prime timeline, uh, Loki does not escape, but um, in this other one, he does. So they could. We could have another movie set in the other timeline. Who knows? Right. Uh, they definitely do that in the comics. So anything's yeah. possible. Yeah. Now that they, they have the money in the audience to do whatever they want, really. Yeah. People right. would come see an alternate timeline series. Um, but that also just like weirdly leaves the door for like a lot more Captain America and even Iron Man to come back somehow. And yeah, that's true. There was already a way to bring Captain America back because he spends his life in the past. Um <laughs> Like, you know, like growing up, he could have done anything, you know? Um, so, yeah. I don't know. I mean, so Chris Evans, um, I think Chris Evans and Robert Downey Jr. are like sort of done with the series at this point. Yeah, I think they, they are. But obviously, like uh, with the universe that they've built, they have the opportunity to come back at any time if they feel like it. And right. I'm sure Disney would be more than willing to make a movie involving them, even in a minor role. Right. Any, anything's still possible, but it, it yeah. does seem at least for now, they're going to be left out of the main Avengers movies that might come That's out in fine. the future. The main yeah. Avengers now should be like Spider-Man, Black Panther, Captain Marvel. Like that should be the trio moving yeah. forward. Um, maybe, maybe Thor is back involved and maybe the guardians take a more like central role at some point, but we'll see. Um, yeah. It seems like that's how things are shaping up. So the whole time travel thing, uh, there was some interesting stuff in there. Uh, I definitely like the the whole section in the 70s I thought was really cool. Um, especially we got our final Stanley cameo in that segment. Oh, yeah, that was rough, though. <laughs> That's just like kind of sad. I mean, they couldn't have known it was going to be sad at the time, but it was sad. Yeah, that's true. But I, I think they did film a lot of these ahead of time, so... I mean, they might they have shot. Planned. Didn't they shoot the two almost concurrently? Um, they at least I know they at least shot a lot of his cameos ahead of time. Yeah. Um, and for these two movies in particular, they probably shot them pretty closely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, well, we've seen the last of our Stanley cameos, at least in, um, you know, like the traditional sense. They could always bring him back in CGI as they've proven they have the ability to do in the Star Wars <gasps> <movies>. <laughs> speaking of franchises overstaying their welcome oh you know, god we yeah. already know our next star wars trilogy um uh, and it's run by D D of game and game of thrones jesus christ almighty oh boy yeah all, i'm sure um, we, could, we could do a whole podcast just on the last season of game of thrones certainly i couldn't i would <laughs> literally have a meltdown so, um <laughs> So I've already done it. I've already had my say. It's over. I can't talk about it anymore. Whatever. So, um, but yeah, so, I mean, it's, I thought that, you know, I mean, but it's worth bringing up Game of Thrones just because like, in terms of like massive sprawling stories that got wrapped up with a satisfying conclusion, like we have one example and that's Game of Thrones uh, that was wrapped up with a not so satisfying conclusion. And then we've got it. Endgame, which was like a really satisfying conclusion to this like 20 some movie saga that we followed for like a decade now. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm it, not it hearing a lot right. of complaints. Like, um, it, I don't know. It was good. So that's like, that was like really nice. Um, if you're like a super Marvel fan and like, I'm a 
decent Marvel fan. Um, unfortunately, I'm more of a DC fan at heart. So, you know, life is hard for me as a DC fan and going to the movies. Um, yeah. But um, <laughs> although being a DC fan is easier now. But um, right now, if Shazam and Aquaman and Wonder Woman are any. Uh, they're they're getting there. They're yeah. figuring it out. So, I mean, I uh, loved Shazam. I loved it. I like I loved it. So I didn't manage to catch that one, but I definitely feel like I should still check it out because yeah, I heard a lot of good things. Yeah, it's a lot but, of fun. But uh, yeah, but this is interesting. Like we're we're here at sort of the end of an era of the Marvel movies, and what was it like? Twenty two films they've done from Iron this Man. This was the twenty second, right? Yeah, this, this is the twenty second one. And I gotta say, like, it's a very impressive achievement what they've done. Uh, like, n- we don't, we've really never seen anything like this in cinema before. Like a whole mm-hmm. twenty-two interconnected movies yeah. that all, um, like, they stand on their own and they work together. Uh, well, stand of, on their own is hard to say. Some of them, some of them do more than us. Because I don't think Infinity War stands on its own. Right. I mean, yeah. if you watch that just that movie and then didn't watch Endgame and didn't watch any other ones you'd be kind of confused and i don't uh, think i don't know if Endgame does either then yeah um yeah those are those are like sort of a one and two part um yeah. so like maybe they don't all work individually perfectly but but they I'd don't say, have to you know that's like the most impressive thing about watching Endgame was like how they don't need to like there's no lengthy exposition nonsense like they don't need to re-explain things we all know right we all yeah. know who the characters are. We know what happened in Infinity War. Even if you had never seen Infinity War, I guarantee you know Thanos snapped his fingers and everybody died. You yeah. know that You've about at least Infinity heard of War. That. Like, yeah. <laughs> so. that does tend to be the most tedious part of a franchise that's been going on for a long time is when they feel the need to re-explain sort of the whole deal that's going on. So it is a bit uh, refreshing not to have to see that. But... I, I just think the general, um, like the overall achievement here is very impressive. Even if, I mean, I know certainly I felt that they, some of them got a little stale. Uh, some of them were better than others. But um, just looking at the overall body of work here, I mean, nothing like this has really been done before. And the fact yeah. that they proved this was possible um, when nobody was really doing this at all is a pretty bold move. And it's paid off in spades for Disney. Definitely. It really has. So, um, I think we're about at the end of our time on Marvel. Do you have any parting comments here? No, uh, no, I, I'm excited about where it's going next. I will say we know that our like main heroes moving forward are black Panther, Spider-Man and Captain Marvel. There's reasons to be excited about all three of them. Um, in ways that I will say I wasn't necessarily excited about our trio of white men who led the Marvel Cinematic Universe. All right, 20 drink. Ah, I don't even... Oh, my God. Hold on. Sorry, I baited you with that one. Um, That's okay, but uh, hold on, hold on. I mean, yes. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, I agree. Um, very exciting to see where they go next. And uh, good movie. Check Great it movie. out. <laughs> Lots of fun. If, if you, you haven't, haven't seen it, if you're one of the few, um, it is like yeah. what? Like the now the top grossing movie? Pretty sure everybody in the world saw it. But yeah. um, it's a good one. All right. So uh, moving on. Uh, we got 21 minutes for that one, so pretty good. Uh, yeah. So our next topic of conversation is the movie Brightburn. Somewhat Ooh. related because this is another superhero movie of sorts. Um, this it's one, like, It's hard to call it a hero. Not Yeah, not so much on the hero, but definitely big on the super. Um, this the, the premise of this movie is basically, what if evil Superman... Well, yeah, what a great premise. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I, uh, okay, 
So I'm going to play my cards outright. I loved this movie. Um, I had so much fun watching this movie. I like it's ridiculous. It's far from perfect. It doesn't go nearly as far as it should in some places. Um, but I had a great time. I was having fun. I think Jackson Dunn as our evil little child, Superman demon baby was having the time of his fucking life. Like playing this character. (laughs) Like he was just like relishing it. Um, he was great. He was awesome for a child actor. Yeah, he was just like having a good time. And I was like, and now I'm having a good time. You just like broke a man's jaw. Whatever. Um, you got glass into this woman's eye. How gross was that? I mean, like that. It was a lot of fun. I had a good time. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So full spoilers for this going ahead, because um, probably a few less people have seen this than have seen uh, the Avengers movie. But what? Uh, <laughs> no way. Um, yeah, maybe not. This there's is still... some other um like like tie-ins to Marvel that we can bring in here. Like James Gunn oh, produced it. Definitely. Um, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> that's probably the first thing to talk about here. Uh James Gunn produced this and it really does feel like it has his touch on it. And when I say James Gunn touch, I don't just mean Guardians of the Galaxy. It really feels like some of his, his earlier stuff. Right. Um, which is a little more gritty, a little more gory and stuff. If you've ever seen Slither, this felt yeah. pretty similar to Slither, and uh, yeah. that's that's high praise. Love that movie. Um, I think you're missing out on the big one that James Gunn also produced Scooby Doo and Scooby Doo Two Monsters on Leash. <laughs> <laughs> of course, yes, that. Um, <laughs> Not quite as much gore in that one, but he wrote them. He wrote them. There. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so um, James Gunn produced, and um, as as we as some people might know from the whole Twitter controversy, James Gunn used to be a little more edgy than he is these days. Um, he worked with Troma Pictures early on, which is right. like really edgy stuff. Uh, right. And he made he's made some pretty crazy movies like Slither and uh, the movie Super with Rain Wilson, which. Uh, right has a tie into this movie that we'll get to. Um, oh, yes. <laughs> so this like seeing this with some of his trademarks on it was pretty exciting. Uh yeah, definitely like yeah. it went there at times. Most most notably in the gore. Yeah. So there was a there was some good gore in this movie. I really was not expecting it. I don't know what about the trailer didn't lead me to think that there would be like legitimate gore here. Um but like there was, uh, <laughs> oh, so yeah. that was exciting. I mean, like, so, okay. We already called spoilers. Um, at one point, Brightburn or Brandon Breyer, which what a name. Um, he, he also, I love that his villain name is just the name of the town he grew up in. Um, <laughs> yeah. this is like the, it's like anti Smallville, which of course this whole movie is anti Smallville. Um, basically, but, it's just like very funny. I kept thinking about in the show Smallville when uh, Lana Lang would be like, hey, Smallville to uh, Clark Kent. And like now it's like, oh, hey, Brightburn. But actually, if you're saying that, you should probably be running the opposite direction. <laughs> um, hey, Brightburn. <laughs> Brightburn is like the most evil 10 year old kid the world has seen since like, I mean, I don't know. Damien wasn't 10, right? So um, yeah, he was younger. So, but if Damien had been 10, this would be up there. Um, This is like in the vein of we need to talk about Kevin or something like that. I could imagine. Uh, Yeah. Wow. So uh, superpowers. Imagine if the girl from Orphan had superpowers. Um, Oh, my God. (laughs) Although that's like different. She's not really a kid, but that's like a spoiler for another movie. Oh, no. Don't spoil. So don't spoil Orphan. Sorry, y'all. Orphan's a classic. So um, he like goes like full nuts because this girl that he likes doesn't like him back i guess but it's really that she's scared of him and her mom the little girl's mom doesn't want her to see brandon briar because the mom is like uh it turns out this boy's like insane so yeah um and so he goes to kill a little girl's mom and like the death sequence like he like shatters a light above her and it's a fluorescent and the glass lands in her eyeball and we have to watch her pull it out of her. Oh my God. Yeah. It was like, I was like flailing around in my seat, just like Jesus, make it stop. Like, (laughs) 
that was yeah that was horrible but what i really liked was uh a couple of shots after that when you got to see the pov shot uh oh yeah she from was her seeing. Eye. so you could see like half of the screen looked normal and then half of the se- screen was all red and like kind of warped and stuff it was like oh right. god yeah <laughs> i don't think i've ever seen that like a pov shot that was so obviously like affected by the the vision of the person whose point of view it was right um yeah that was that was brutal i mean she that that mom she got it i mean yeah she got it bad she got it bad um he also like crushes the little girl's hand like remember that when he like just like breaks her hand um yeah just uh, like because (laughs) she says he's weird and he's like she was mean um she was like truly mean I mean, to be fair, he was really weird and creepy. Uh, yeah. So. To be fair, she was mean because he was a nightmare. Um, so like, there's a lot of things happening in this movie. Um, Brandon Breyer is like an example of like male entitlement, like gone full wrong. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I think about that scene where his dad is like, "It's okay if you want to masturbate," essentially, and he's like, "Right now, I can do something about <laughs> being horny right now." Um, like, well, n- not, not right now, Brandon. That's but it, like he exactly thinks. But, like, he, like, tries to do something about it, like, right now. Like, he wants to. And, like, that's, like, the whole thing. Like, he wants what he wants, and he doesn't want to wait. And if anybody is, like, slightly mean to him, he, like, murders him. It doesn't matter who they are. Like, no. <laughs> um, like he's just, like, takes no, like, there's no room for error from anyone else. They all have to, like, worship him. And if they don't, they have to die. Like, um, and that's yeah. insane. A part of it is just he's like a prepubescent or pubescent boy here, just very incapable of dealing with his emotions, very overpowered. Yeah, Um, overpowered by what he feels inside. Um, And it's an interesting parallel here because, you know, for most people at that age, they're feeling like puberty and they're unsure how to deal with it. He is experiencing the emergence of his powers and the knowledge that he is an alien from another planet whose purpose is to destroy and conquer. So he's, he's sort of, yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe like in terms of his species, he's dealing with this in the appropriate way. We don't know, but um, he's not dealing with it in a normal human way. Certainly. Uh, I would say not. He's no. not handling it very well. No. Um, it definitely it, calls back to uh, Chronicle as well. Um, oh, which yeah. is another like teenagers get superpowers movie. Um, in this one, we sort of see different, and that and that one we sort of see different versions of how power might affect a teenager. Some of them handle it better than others, and some of them become evil supervillains. So it's sort of like the only negative version of that, right? <clears throat> I mean, he is full negative. Yeah, he's <laughs> just like he's not helping anybody. There's like there's no good left in that kid. I remember when he chewed the fork. That was a weird scene. Um, he like he just yeah. like really chews that fork. Um, clink, 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 clink. And you're like, oh like, god, that's a terrible noise. No, I really hated that noise. I hated it. And you have like um, uh, like <laughs> Roy from uh the office is just like, oh, what's going on here? Like <laughs> he's like, hey, uh, your son is doing this. And Elizabeth Banks is like, hmm, what? Um. <laughs> Yeah, oh, I love spends way too much of this movie just being like, no, he's fine. I'm like, he's like, not he's my son. He's fine. Like, even when he's like legitimately evil, she's still like, he's my son. I, I have to protect him. Like, yeah, oh, which is like, <laughs> no, I do think it's like a kind of like, I mean, there's like a lot of like middle fingers. This movie is like shoving around. Like, it's like sort of like giving middle finger to superhero movie audiences. Um, it's sort of giving a middle finger to superheroes. Um <laughs> Like people who like like happy endings, it gives a huge middle finger to, and it also yeah. gives a pretty big middle finger to like the idea of like unconditional love. <laughs> like oh, it's no. just like it's just like no fuck that. Like you gotta like, draw the line if, somewhere. Yeah. yeah, like if if you are if your child or your family is doing something that heinous, like at a certain point, you just have to like stop like defending them. Like and right. like that's like the whole like Elizabeth Banks character arc. Like it's just like I get it, you're a mom, but like this kid is unhinged you need to go away i don't know where you can go to hide from this guy but like because he's like his powers i don't know they emerged and they emerged full force from the start i mean superman had had like a rocky birth to his powers this kid was just like eh, whatever i got control 
This kid's um, like, okay, yeah, laser vision, check. Um, levitation, check. You know, yeah. Super speed, check. Just got everything from day one. Right. Stark contrast to Shazam when he has to, like, test which powers he has in a very funny montage sequence. Um, <laughs> like, <laughs> this kid is just like, I got it now. I'm going to burn a hole in my dad's head. So, um, yeah. I like the casting in this movie. Um, that yes. was something like you mentioned. Uh, uh, Roy from The Office is the dad, yes. which yes. it was great. Um, haven't seen him in a lot of movies, but he was no, good. No, he's not in a ton. Uh, Elizabeth Banks, always like her. She was the mom. She's good. Yeah. And uh, Badger, um, who's actually Matt Jones from yes. uh, Breaking Bad, was the uncle. Uh, I was yeah. really glad to see him have a shot at a movie. Yeah, until he gets a nice, nice little ending to his yeah. storyline. Oh my movie. god! Um, yeah, no, he, I thought his death was really the most gruesome. It uh, is gross. That it's whole real like, gross. unhinged jaw thing. It's kind just, of giving the reverse bear trap a run for its money. Everybody, take a sh- <laughs> two drinks right now. Take two drinks for Saul. We brought up the reverse bear trap again. God damn it! All right. <laughs> yes, yes, it is giving giving the reverse bear trap a run for its money. Cause it's like uh, some gross face horror. That's like, yeah. that That's was really rough. Gruesome. You so don't see to set the scene for it. Everyone it's like done. He gets dropped. <laughs> He's in a car and it gets dropped and his face just slams into the wheel and his, it busts open. The whole face yeah. is just like, he just <sighs> full on eats the steering wheel. And you have and... to watch him try to hold his jaw on. Oh my God. Uh... It is uh, brutal. Yeah. <laughs> that was really bad. Like you don't you don't get to see that much like mutilated faces like full on like that in a movie. Cause it's hard to do convincingly. This was very convincing. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, very it gruesome. was. Um yeah, wow. That was quite a scene. So yeah. <laughs> like we it said, was, <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> a lot of gore here. Um that there's that one yeah the eye scene those are probably the the most intense i mean um, you get to see roy from the office david Denman. you get him to see his head burned in oh um, god yeah just a full-on hole burned straight through his skull um, and i actually think it's interesting how that comes around so they go on a hunting trip which is like always con- like put into movies as like a formative experience like, right. like dads take their sons hunting. It's like a thing. And especially in coming of age movies, which is another thing that this movie is giving a middle finger to, obviously, is coming of age oh, movies. Yeah. Um, like, it's so like, you know, they go on their hunting trip. And interestingly, I think that um, this movie does two things really well with Chekhov's guns. Um, you have this literal Chekhov's gun of this gun that gets given to the kid early on in the movie. Right. <laughs> like, and so and... then he goes hunting and like, you think that, like, the dad's like, I'm going to use the gun to shoot him, which is clearly what's going to happen. And, of course, that absolutely goes terribly awry. It does not work. Um, yeah. Which is, like, a really funny, like, subversion, right? Yeah. Um, the kid just absorbs bullets, pretty much. Right. But <laughs> so. I think the other really good Chekhov's gun in this movie that gets turned on its head is early in the movie, you see the kid cut himself on the spaceship he arrived in. Right, yeah. And you spend the whole movie assuming Elizabeth Banks is going to use that to finally take him down. And, and she he tries just like to. she tries, but he catches her and he he doesn't just kill her. He like <laughs> That's a rough way to go. I'm sorry. Uh. He like he flies her like out above the clouds and then just drops her. Like, <laughs> yeah, she falls like all the way down. It's it, it, that is sort of like a subversion of like the Superman scenes from the original movies where he's flying above the clouds with Lois Lane. Uh, yeah. Also, to tie it back to other it. movies I've seen this week, it's a subversion of Aladdin when they fly on the magic carpet above the clouds. Um, usually, <laughs> flying above the clouds is romantic. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> this is not. You. This is not. Elizabeth Banks doesn't look good by the time they're above the clouds. The kids in his evil Call of Cthulhu mask, like oh God. yeah, that mask was weird as hell. It's extremely Lovecraftian. The mm-hmm. whole look is very Lovecraft. Yeah, um, with his like weird creepy cape. I don't know where he he's just like I'm just gonna wear a tattered cape now. Okay, um, for no reason either. Like he doesn't have to wear a cape. I guess capes are never strictly necessary. They're always decorative. 
but no capes, <laughs> no capes. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, but it was, yeah, I really enjoyed it. A lot of good stuff happened. In it was a lot movie. of fun. Um, and the the post credit scene for this one was um was very exciting. Sort of mm-hmm. hints as the possibility of a Brightburn extended universe. Right. Which would yeah. be very interesting to see. Basically, the end credits are this uh, conspiracy theorist, like kind of Alex Jones style, played by Michael Rooker, who shows up in a lot of James Gunn stuff, probably best known for being Yondu in the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Right. Um, and he's basically he's talking about all these monsters that the government doesn't want you to know about who have superpowers and they're killing everyone and brightburn is one of them it's hard to deny his presence because he's all over the news but he's also talking about basically like an evil aquaman and like an evil wonder woman yeah yeah he also mentions um uh the crimson bolt which is from a, a the James Gunn movie Super with Rain Wilson, right. um, yeah. which is another like great subversion of the whole superhero story. Um, so it's possible that we're going to see an extended universe based off this movie, possibly roping in uh, Rain Wilson's character from Super. Yeah, have you um have you read some of the like news circulating around this movie since and how um they talked about how there were some other endings that were considered. Um, have you read about the the ending with Caitlin, the little girl whose hand he breaks, uh, being oh, like no. getting a robotic arm? And I like, did hear there were other endings. But there was an ending that was supposed to feature the little girl getting like a new arm because he breaks her arm, and it was going right, to be like a yeah. super arm, and it just ends with her being like pissed with this like super arm. So it would have teased that the sequel would be like them clashing. Um, mm-hmm. Which I would be okay with, except I'd want her to win, so that'd be too bad. Um, because I don't yeah. know that anyone would beat him unless they're like super, super powered. Um, but. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, the The idea of like basically uh, an evil extended universe of superheroes. Uh, it's kind of like an anti M Night Shyamalan split. It does feel like universe. universe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, like, so. Yeah, it kind of looked like like what would happen after Brightburn. Like Brightburn was firmly entrenched in horror tradition too. Um, definitely a lot of definitely. horror involved. Um, but it's like, but James Gunn has played with that before. He likes to go like a little like toy with horror. Um, yeah, so that's like not shocking. Um, but it seemed like what would come next would just be like full on disaster movie. Um, he's just like flying around, taking down massive buildings, just like. See y'all yeah. later. Um, Very easily, too, just burning down like a huge building. Because no one can stop him. He's like bulletproof. He's super fast. Um, what are they gonna do? Like, <laughs> yeah, it'd be interesting. They're gonna have to come up with some superheroes of their own or something. I don't well, know. I was gonna say if it's like any other superhero universe, the answer is another hero. Um, yeah. So that's the problem. Is you gotta you gotta find a way to do that without becoming just another superhero movie and then by the time you bring in all these other heroes then it's time for the villains to get involved although in this case the villains would be heroes yeah so oh that would be interesting if like all the bad guys were good anyway um yeah but that would be hard to do because you don't really sympathize with brendan Breyer. like you never the, the movie never asks you to do that it's never like a oh he's a relatable bad guy. It's it's just like nah he just sucks. Not like, really? Yeah. I mean he's like, not like Loki where he's like charming or anything like that. He's just like bad. He's a bad guy. Yeah. He's and he's like gross and like pervy at the age of ten, which is weird. Um, yeah. So it, 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 he doesn't really know where he comes from, but it still like it never feels like oh that's not an overreaction, you know? Oh, twenty minutes drink. Oh. oh. All right, so wrapping up on Brightburn. Um, if you're interested in this sort of thing at all, if you can handle a little gore, and if and weren't turned off by our full spoiler review, <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you've gotten this far and still feel like it's worth seeing, I'd still feel like it's worth it seeing is. if you've it's even worth, if you've heard yeah. us spoil everything. Because I mean, there's you, so much context you don't know right yeah, now. Like, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> we did not there's, give a full like plot summary. There's a lot in there. Um, 
I'd say check it out. It's really fun. It's, it's really fun. unique and original. And, and it deserves a little more audience boost than what it's getting. Definitely. Um, so. Should still be in theaters too. So yeah. give it a look. Yeah. yeah. All right. And with that, we will close out for the evening. Um, yes. I hope you've enjoyed this slightly more rapid fire version of Buzzed On Movies. We'll maybe toy around with making this more regular format. And um, yeah, no, I thought this one pretty well. I think so too. So until next time, uh, keep going out there, maybe check out some of this stuff and we'll see you at the movies. Uh, and also please follow us on Twitter. Oh yes. Don't, please. Yes. <laughs> please follow us on Twitter at buzzed on movies. And uh, also leave us a review and rate us, please. Um, yes. You can find us on all the major platforms. Yeah. Um, iTunes is going away, but you can still find us on Apple podcasts as well yeah, do as people use iTunes for app for podcasts. Do people know. do that? Is that a Maybe. thing? Uh, well, those people are crazy. And if you're listening to me, you're crazy. I mean, that's <laughs> insane. Use the podcast app. It makes those the most people. sense. So. Yeah. Well, we're going to have a desktop version of the podcast app now. So it's all going to be integrated. That's going to be nice. going to have. Yeah, that is nice. That's fine. I'm mad about it, but it's nice. Um, I like all my people. iTunes on my computer, but I don't listen to podcasts on my computer. So, yeah. We're also on Spotify uh, and Google Play Music, all that. So if you, whatever platform you are, you can find us um, and just reach out to us. Leave us a review. Uh, talk to us on Twitter or you can email us at buzzedonmovies at gmail.com. Just let us know what you think. And yeah. till next time, we'll see you at the movies. We will see you at the movies.